Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, our talk programs, including this segment that's about to come up here. Uh, Wherever you get your podcast, just search out KFUO, or better yet, just download our free apps for your uh, smart devices and listen on the go wherever you are to our podcast and our live stream. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Gary. Good to be with you as always. It's good to have you with us. You know, we read Jeremiah 15 through 28, and I want you to think of something for a moment. Imagine you're a kid and uh, you're doing something kind of sneaky, kind of underhanded. Uh, It's not your normal misbehaving. It's a little more serious than that. Your dad steps in and he is mad. He is angry angry and you usually don't see your dad like that and he tells you you're going to go to your room and you're going to stay in your room and you're not going to come out and you know you're going to stop doing these things these things are wrong you kind of feel even though it's not true you feel like well well, maybe my dad doesn't love me anymore i've I've misbehaved so bad you feel guilty you feel sad that there's that that connection between your father and you at that moment lost and then you know, he's, he keeps yelling at you and, and you're going to be grounded for so many months because of this. And you've put shame on yourself. You put shame on the family and, and you better correct your ways and change your ways. Or the way my dad would say it is you better straighten up and you better fly right. You know, <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> and as we, like a dad. <laughs> yeah, as we start our reading this week, that's what we're hearing from God. He is so disappointed in us. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Good way to set the scene. That sounds a heck of a lot like the book of Jeremiah. <laughs> you pretty much summed it up. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, put put the Israelites in our place in that scenario that you just shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Israelites have done wrong, and God, uh, God their father, uh, is, is mad. Uh, he's disappointed. Uh, he's saddened by their disobedience. Uh, they're constantly turning away from him and turning to other gods, for instance. And so maybe there are times where people would doubt, and maybe even we doubt. You know, does God really love me? You know, uh, you know, I, you know, we look at what the consequences of our sin is, and here in Jeremiah in particular, uh, there's even threats of uh, going into exile. Does mm-hmm. God really love us? Yeah. And then it starts out in 15, then the Lord said to me, even if Moses and Samuel were to stand before you, my heart would not go out to this people. Whoa. Uh, (laughs) Send them away. Moses and Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. Send them away from my presence. Let them go. And if they ask, where shall we go? Tell them. Those destined to death, to death. Those uh, for the sword, to sword. Those for starvation, to starvation. It's some serious stuff here, you know? For sure. (laughs) For sure. And I, 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 but, you know, I think the big question, and you brought it up, Gary, is, you know, does God still love us? Right. Does, in your example, does my father still love us? Mm -hmm. And the resounding answer is yes. God wouldn't waste his time on disciplining them and sending Jeremiah to sound that word of warning if he didn't love them. But he does love them. He chose them. He set them apart as his people, and they've been disobedient. And so out of love for them, he's disciplining them. It is. I I love that example of a father. I'm glad you brought that up because that's why as parents we discipline our kids is because we love them. Life would be a heck of a lot easier if we just didn't discipline our kids. My life would be easier as a parent in a lot of ways if I just didn't care. But 
it's a hard work to be that parent that cares for and loves their child and wants to call them to repentance, to turn away from wrong, and to straighten up and fly right. Yeah. It's for their own good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's in large part what God is calling the people to here in Jeremiah. Right. Uh, I think I think I mentioned last week, uh, Gary, that in Jeremiah, the 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 Lord uses these different um, pictures, these different uh, object lessons for the people. Right. So last week let we me, looked at the dirty real, underwear. Let right? me jump in real quick here. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Because you were talking about repentance, chapter fifteen, verse nineteen. If you repent, I will restore you, so that you may serve me. If you utter not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Those are some of the things you read. So the Lord's reaching out to them there. Yeah, yeah, you bet. This constant, um, steadfast love of God remains. Uh, love for his servant Jeremiah, certainly, but also love for his people to return, to restore. Uh, that's his heart. That's his desire. Um, we're going to be reading soon from the book of Ezekiel in the Old Testament. And I love uh, a line there where it says, uh, the Lord takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather they turn from their evil ways and live. You know, just like a parent doesn't take any pl- pleasure in grounding their kid <laughs> or, or in the punishment they inflict on their child, right? No, but they want their child to turn from their ways and live and, and know the, the peace and the joy and the safety that they want for them as a parent. Right. Yeah, for sure. Now Always you, want to keep that in mind. Yeah. Now, you started to reflect on something last week and tie it into this week. What was that? Yeah, yeah. So, last week, we looked at the dirty loincloth, the dirty underwear. And that was an example of how God keeps the people of Israel close to him, that, that he has this intimate relationship with them, a closeness to them. Uh, but they've become soiled. They've become dirty uh, until they're utterly just useless. All right. Uh, not good for anything except to be thrown away. Uh, and we hear that word of warning in that illustration. We have this other object lesson in chapter 18, where, again, the Lord tells Jeremiah to do something strange. So first was the, the underwear episode. Now it's the potter's house. And I'll just read some of that from chapter 18. The word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah and says, Arise, go to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hands, and he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to do. So we see that too. You know, if you've ever seen a potter at work, I'm kind of mesmerized by that. Uh, I don't have that skill, but a potter's artist do. They make it look so easy, that, that pottery, that lump of clay on the potter's wheel and how they can form it into just about anything. Um, and when it gets messed up, even it can be reformed, right? Yeah. Uh, which is it amazes me. You I just remember slap it back on the wheel. Off you go again. You can I remember high school art class. Beautiful. You're right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right when they say when you said that it's not as easy as it looks because you start yeah. trying to get it to form and it collapses and. On and on and on. But yeah, I understand exactly. the, the, what you're getting there. Uh, so, that you so, can reform these things as, as they uh, get damaged and destroyed. Exactly. And so, you know, what's the point here with Israel? Well, it goes on here, verse 5. Uh, then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in this potter's hand, so you are in my hand, O house of Israel. If at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it, and if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I intended to do to it. And if at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it, and if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, 
then I will uh, relent of the good that I intended to do to it. Uh, so in other words, God is the potter, Israel is the clay. As the potter, God can do whatever he wants, <laughs> but he's a good and a gracious God, a gracious potter. And so if the people turn from their evil ways, as you pointed out in that verse uh, in chapter 15 earlier, Gary, God can reform them. And that's, that's what he wants to do. But at the same time, if they refuse, he can just throw them away. He can just throw them aside into the garbage heap like a potter might do with stubborn clay that just refuses to be formed. Uh, I think that's important for us to remember today, too, that God remains that potter and we, his people, are the clay. And we pray that God would, through his word and through his spirit, give us repentance and give us a willingness to be formed and even reformed by him, changed by him. And ultimately, that that change comes from uh what he does through, for instance, water in his word and baptism. Just like the potter uses water to, to form a pot, so also God uses water, his word, and baptism to, to form us, to reform us, to make us something entirely new even, his dear children. <laughs> um, but I think that I love that picture, though. He's the potter. We're the clay. Um, don't act like we're the potter because we're not. No, he's the one in charge, and, and thankfully so because he's a loving potter who wants what's best for us as people. Right. And if we go back to the beginning of our conversation, if you have a, a Christian father who uh, follows uh, forgiveness, you'll, you'll also get that uh, from your Christian father, basically through Jesus, because Jesus has forgiven him. He's going to turn around and say, son, you know, I forgive you. But he'll yeah. he'll still say straight on fly right, <laughs> but, <laughs> and rightly so. But I forgive yeah. you. So uh, yeah. you would you like to lead us in the prayers. We wrap up this segment. Sure, I'd be happy to. Thanks, Gary. Uh, Lord, we uh, thank you for your word in front of us again today. We thank you for loving Christian parents, fathers and mothers who discipline us uh, out of love for us, out of uh, concern for what's best for us. And we thank you also for these pictures that we have in the Book of Jeremiah, uh, pictures that remind us of who you are but also who we are. Uh, Lord, help us to always know that you're the potter, we are the clay. Uh, help us to have uh, hearts of, of repentance uh, and a willingness to be formed and reformed by you through water and your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What are we reading next week, Matt? So yeah, next week we're going to go through Jeremiah chapter 29 through 40. Now, Jeremiah 29 probably contains the most famous section in the book of Jeremiah. So I'll be looking for that. So Jeremiah 29 through 40. Okay, I look forward to it. Thanks so much. All right, thank you, Gary. We are the messenger of good news. We could uh, be found all kinds of places, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, online, on our app, uh, of course, on the radio. So just whatever way you listen to KFU, listen uh, as much as possible and hear that good news message of Jesus Christ for you.